This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kernishan. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business. Some might even say the best in the nation is oh. Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today? Oh, man, I'm pretty good. It you was, knew I was going to do that. It was it was quite the uh, snoozer yesterday in terms of NFL action. Um, it really was. It really was. Um, no, as soon as I saw that clip, I knew I had to intro the pod that way. Yeah. Before we get into any of that, can we just can we talk about the the boldness to say a statement like that while your PFF grade is below you, and and, and, and tells everyone that you are not in, that you are in fact not the best in the nation. You're in fact the sixty second best safety in the league. I mean, it, I'm not going to go by PFF because we know PFF is not gospel, but. I know, but it just, the, 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 the optics of it was hilarious. Sometimes you just got to be confident. I mean, rational. Devin, we are the big shots. We know all about confidence. Exactly. Sometimes See, when that confidence Jamal, is not warranted. Jamal would fit right in. He would, man. I mean, the whole concept of the big shots was that we take ourselves way too seriously when we really shouldn't. (laughs) And then it devolved into us not taking ourselves seriously whatsoever. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, before we get into the into the pick reviews, just a little bit of admin that we have to take care of. you may have noticed the last couple of weeks that we have not had Nick on the show and that's just due to Nick's really busy schedule. And after having a chat with Nick this weekend, um, we, Nick has decided to take some time away from the show. He's just got a lot of stuff going on with a new, new gig at work and, you know, extra work being, being put on his plate. So he's just not able to commit the time. Um, Nick is obviously welcome back whenever he wants. Uh, this is not Nick leaving permanently. This is just some time away. So it'll just be Devin and I going forward for a bit. Nick will probably come on maybe closer to, you know, to draft season. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Obviously, we still counted his picks. So going forward, it'll just be between uh, myself and Devin. Um, yeah, I... I I wanted to get that out of the way because I didn't want people thinking that like, you know, Nick did something wrong and we're removing him from the podcast. Like Nick, Nick told me he needed to take some time away. Uh, and, and Devin and I t- absolutely respect it. We don't want him to be doing anything. He can't fully commit to either. It's not yeah. fair to Nick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we know how things can kind of get busy and stack up on top of one another. So I definitely want to, you know, 
be supportive of him, you know, doing his thing. And we're going to, you know, continue to try and, you know, knock out uh, episode two every week, you know, because obviously things get busy. But, um, you know, they're always, like you said, Nick is always welcome back. And, you know, we always, we're going to respect this decision no matter what. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Devin, as always, I ask you, where are we starting? We start in college or we start in pro? We start with NFL. And I, I don't want to spend more than 10, 15 minutes on them. <laughs> All right. I'm holding you to that, man. We we always say that and then we go 45 minutes. No, listen, they're, I, I really don't have much to say about half of these games. All right. We start on Thursday. The Buccaneers beat the Eagles 28 to 22. I'm straight up telling you, Devin, there is nothing about this game I care to talk about. Everything in this game was ugly from the Eagles offense to the still insistence on not getting Miles Sanders touches uh, to Jalen Rager to Jalen Hurts. Uh, everything about this, this game was ugly and it didn't even help my fantasy team because Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin didn't do anything either. Well, look, I have Antonio Brown on my fantasy team. So he, he did a little something, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a very, Bland. It was a typical Thursday night football game. What else needs to be said? Yeah, I mean, the Bucks pretty much stopped caring in the third quarter and just coasted to the finish line. It's okay. The Eagles stopped caring before kickoff. And they, then I, they, they cared in the fourth quarter, though. I, I, it's interesting. We're now in – we just wrapped up week six. And, it, you know, coming into the season, we talked about – you know, uh, it was talked about that the best defensive tackle in, in – in the NFC East was in Philly and it's still true, but it's not Fletcher Cox. Javon Hargrave has been the best player on that defense. Yeah. It's not even close. Like I'm sorry. The Eagles are, they're looking bad. I mean, thankfully Lane Johnson is now rejoining the team after his time away. But I mean, can I be honest? We got the trade deadline coming up. I wouldn't, you know, they just traded uh, Zach Ertz the day after this game. Maybe they put some feelers out there about guys like Darius Slay or Fletcher Cox or Lane Johnson. Might as well try and recoup draft capital and whatever you can get. Get more draft picks is my stance on this team. Just get more. I know you're projected to get three in the top 11. Get more picks. Get more picks. You know, Lane Johnson could probably fetch you a third. Fletcher Cox can probably net you a fourth or a fifth. Darius Slay can probably net you a third. Just get like 11 top 100 picks and I'll be happy. That's, that's being and then don't use, and then just don't use any of them on a quarterback. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, moving on. We had the London game on Sunday. Uh, poor, poor fans. Yeah. Across the pond that paid actual factual money, Devin, to watch the Dolphins and the Jaguars. I mean, Blue Chip's own uh, Luca Sertiano was there. And I felt bad for him because nobody should be subjected to watch those two teams. The Dolphins are bad. Keep being bad, by the way, Dolphins. Keep doing it. Just yeah, keep I mean, being bad. Get Philly a top four pick. You know what? This is karma for what was happening with them and, and the Texans. Like the Texans traded them their first round pick, and, and, and proceeded to be awful. This is this is the flip. Now they get to be awful and not have a first. 
Yeah. I mean, look. I'm sorry, the, not have their own first. The Dolphins just don't look a good football team, man. Brian Flores looks like he's on the hot seat. Uh, GM Chris Greer as well. So, I mean, it just it, you just can't lose to the Jaguars, man. You, it can't happen. You know what, Dolphins? I'm very disappointed in you. One, because you made my friend Dante Colinelli very sad. And two, I now need to come up with new material for my weekly NFL article. I actually have to cover a Jags win in two weeks because both teams have a bye week um, for the first time. Well, I mean, it was going to happen eventually. I was, wanted to see how long I could stretch it. Although 20 straight weeks is impressive failure. Look, Trevor Lawrence is not going to just let this team lose. He's just not. I, I swear I thought they were going to lose this game. I thought they were going to lose it. They should have. I mean. I mean, why would, you call, why would you call shotgun on fourth and one? That's college stuff right there. Moving on, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears, and if you don't believe him, just ask him. He did, in fact, shout that at, at Bears fans, which was hilarious. Yeah, he is. Uh, I think we're past the week one where he, yeah. he seemed like five he straight. <laughs> so, five straight. I mean, they're probably going to easily walk away with the division. I don't think. Yeah, they, they don't think it. it's close. Uh, so yeah, twenty-four to fourteen. I feel bad for the Lions because they got just pounded by the Bengals, thirty-four to eleven. I predicted this one to be twelve to ten. I was close with the Lions score. Yeah, Bengals just they're actually consistent. I, I thought they may have a bit of a drop off, but I thought they were gonna be a five know. I thought they were gonna be a five or six win team this year. They're gonna pass that in like two, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, poor Lions fans. They're just bad. I mean, yeah. they're still in the run to get the number one pick though. So Yeah. Just not a quarterback that I would take there. So have fun with Jared Goff. True, but they get Thibodeau or whoever they want. They get the pick of their litter. Good point. Um, we had the Colts beating the Texans 31-3. to uh, Eagles fans hated this game because Carson Wentz actually looked good. Meanwhile, well, Jimmy I mean, Hurts played like shit. But you want him to play at least 75% of the snaps, though. I know we do, but we don't want to see him look good in the process, Dan. It's the Texans, man. Come on. I'm also true. They're not a real <laughs> franchise. Uh, <laughs> but Wentz has looked good the last few weeks, so I do understand. And Hertz has looked awful. Moving on. Uh, congratulations, Rams. You beat a uh, team filled with backups, uh, 38 to 11. Uh, when can we expect your, your, your Super Bowl parade? I want to see him play somebody good again. We beat Tampa. That was three weeks ago. What have you done since you've beaten down really shit teams? You also lost Arizona. I actually got blown out by them, so. <sighs> I mean, I, I I don't care about the Rams. I don't care about the Rams. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, I mean, people are people are acting like Matthew Stafford is the second coming of whoever, but I mean, at the end of the day, he in in their biggest games. I mean, he was really good in one and not so good in the other. So yeah. you're gonna get both sides. I mean, you're he's not gonna play perfect every game, and you know they're they're a decent, they're a good team. I don't think they're great. 
Um, Kansas City beat Washington, and I just like my only analysis on this game to be fuck Jackson Mahomes. Agreed. Also, that was uh, insanely disrespectful. That was that that was I I I'm so mad at that, Devin. Well, to me, like we can be mad at him, but we really need to be mad at Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just thrown together. It was thrown together last minute to distract from a certain. Yeah. scandal that's that's going on with them but uh it's incredibly disrespectful to dance on the tr- uh, memorial tribute on the field for a former player that was killed in a home invasion i mean zero awareness on his part uh and he definitely deserves shocker but jackson mahomes with zero awareness yeah the guy that's only known because his brother's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he does stupid TikTok dances. At least he gave me another reason to hate him aside from the fact he does stupid TikTok dances. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and I'm not really want to talk about him anymore because he, he got, he got what he needed. We need to also send energy to Washington because it, it leaked out in the field. I mean, they mm-hmm. look bad. So. Yep. Uh, the Vikings beat the Panthers in overtime. Uh, the Vikings are never able to win a game normally, ever. ever. Well, they play they play to conserve a win. They don't, and then still no win. I mean, it's the second time this season they've done. The this. only thing the only thing that mattered in this game, Devin, is that my brand looked hella strong with Christian Darrisaw playing very well in his first career game or first career start. Yeah, I mean, going up against Brian Burns, one of the uh, yeah, best young premier pass rushers in the game. I mean, you love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Um, Ravens continue their hot streak. They just destroyed the Chargers. They just absolutely romped them thirty-four to six. Um, they they had they had LA wishing they were back in San Diego with this one. Jesus, uh, Lamar Jackson still really good. He didn't even have to do a whole bunch. No. <laughs> um, I, we are flying through these games because none of them really mattered all that much. Uh, the Cardinals beat the crap out of the Browns, thirty-seven to fourteen. Baker Mayfield got hurt. Kareem Hunt got hurt. Uh, the Browns were missing both starting tackles. Uh, the Cardinals, even without um, Cliff Kingsbury calling the shots, uh, they're now six and zero. Honestly, the game was so lopsided that I didn't even realize he wasn't there. Honestly, neither did I. But yeah, I mean the Browns, man, they are they are not the same team we saw last year. You know, they they are really struggling. Quarterback. It's been a lot of injuries, and Baker Mayfield has not progressed. Yeah, he's also playing with a dislocated shoulder too. So. Also true. And. If he doesn't play, they are probably a 500 team. Yeah. So, well, you can't be a 500 team anymore, Devin. That's not allowed. My bad. Uh, Eight and nine. (laughs) I hate the 17 game schedule. Um, So the Broncos are bad. They're they're just bad. I mean, they're they're that's now three in a row for them. Um, they lost to a team coming off of one of the most tumultuous weeks in NFL history. Um, Max Crosby had like four and a half sacks in this game, I think. Um, 
Teddy Bridgewater looked terrible. There are calls for Drew Locke to start. Like, do, do I need to go on? No, I mean, it, it was just a bad all-around game for them. It's been been a really tough few weeks for them, too. We, we've seen um, them just completely fail. I mean, I think they're when they face, only... When, when they face teams outside of the Jets, Giants, and Texas. Also, That's their three wins. I think they're only they're the only team in NFL history that start the season five and zero and then not make the playoffs. I think it was like back in two thousand nine with Josh McDaniels. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not uncommon uncommon for them to start off strong and just completely fall flat. But yeah, their their defense, their secondary hasn't looked as good as you thought they would. I mean, they spent a lot of capital on it. Offensive line doesn't look great. Injuries, man, at the receiver position is just killer. I mean, you got Cortland Sutton and basically, I mean, uh, Noah Fon and then a bunch of other guys. So it's not a great look. It's been bad, bro. It's been bad. Um, The Cowboys and Patriots went into overtime, which scared the shit out of me watching live. Trayvon Diggs, man. Six picks through five games, which is, or no, sorry, is it seven picks through six? Seven, seven through six. Se- seven, seven through six. Um, I I will not hear anything about how that long touchdown was on him. He got beat, but he recovered fine. Um, that was on the safety, Demonte Casey, running with his head down, not paying attention. Yeah, but I mean. That is. I, I mean, also love how I, I, I'm going to say it because I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, but Emmanuel Acho is going out there talking about uh, how, you know, Trayvon Diggs is uh, entirely at fault because he was greedy and wanted an interception. I guess he forgot what player number Trayvon Diggs is. Yeah, I mean, he, he did get beat. And I mean, that is what you're going to have to live with with him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to make big plays, and he's going to give a big play. It's just the way he yeah. plays the position. But that, that, that's also on the safety for not paying an iota of attention. Yeah, I mean, the safety, he, he should have should have been an easy pick. I mean, he was I, he I, did not have to recover that far. Like, if he tracked the ball, it would have been an interception. But he was trying to watch the man instead, and he looked too late. You know? Not only that, I don't know if you noticed this too. Did did you notice that when the play clock was starting to wind down, New England seemed to get an extra four or five seconds every it's time it hit man. zero? It's New England. Come on. Like seriously, I noticed at one point that 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 the the play clock hit zero, and like Mac Jones had an extra four seconds, and then he still didn't get the snap off. So then he called a timeout. Home cooking, man. You know how it goes. Ridiculous. Man. It, it's just strange to me. Every time someone plays in New England, something strange happens. They, yeah. I don't know what they have going on at that stadium. But, I mean, even against the Bucks, they made Tom Brady look average. I, and I don't understand. They, it's thankfully, not like thankfully CeeDee C- Lamb pointing at, at Jalen Mills. CeeDee Lamb, on behalf of Eagles fans all across the world, pointing at Jalen Mills as he scores a touchdown in overtime and then waves goodbye to him. I don't know how he's still a starting corner in this league, but 
yeah, I don't I mean, know because I here's the thing is that that they must they saw something in, in Jalen Mills that no one else did, uh, and they offered him like eight million dollars a year, and he's shocker still bad. Also, Nelson Aguilar coming up with key drops like, oh, oh, the former Eagles just just doing what f- former Eagles did in in Philly. Things don't change. But, yeah, I mean, the game shouldn't have been close. Cowboys were moving up and down the field. Uh, They just were having issues in the red zone for whatever reason. But, sure, it was was another game in in overtime that didn't really care about. Also, the Patriots punted the ball four times on fourth and short (laughs) in the entire game, and and every single one of them led to a Cowboys. Uh, score. Not only that, the original go-ahead touchdown for New England for New England. They were marching down the field entirely on run plays. Yep. Also, uh, Mike McCarthy's play calling makes no sense. Why would you? Why would you go f- get to fourth and one, then call a timeout with twenty seconds left, and then kick the field goal? He doesn't know how to manage a game. We're in like year 13 of him as, as a head coach, and we still haven't seen him manage a game properly in like five years. Yeah, I mean, last point before we can just move on. Uh, they're lucky they have a good team because he would definitely be fired by now. We'd gonna... already have Kellen Moore as, as the head coach. Yeah. So. Boy, Bay. And then the Sunday nighter happened. We had the Seahawks losing to the Steelers, and the only thing to come out of this game was Jamal Adams is the best in the nation. It was just not a good game, man. And they didn't even attempt to flex it out. They just said, we're just going to stick with Geno versus Ben. And why did Geno play Ben toe-to-toe? I think that's very telling in his career. Um it's the same thing every every game with him. He makes a few throws downfield. People are like, "Oh, he hasn't lost his arm string. He hasn't lost his arm." And then he does no, he something, has. and then he does something stupid like the the fumble on an RPO play. Like, come on! I mean, pretends to be shocked, Devin. Uh, so there you go. We got through the NFL in like what twelve minutes? About yeah. All right, let's move over to college. But first, just a quick word from our sponsors. We'll see you on the other side of this break. I want to thank our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only four grams of added sugar and four grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top of the first round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, so we are back and we're now going to talk about the college uh, slate of games, which was, frankly, a lot more entertaining than the NFL this week. A lot more. 
Any general thoughts before we get going? Not really. I mean, it was it was an interesting slate. I mean, had a few good games go down to the wire. Most teams we expected to win win one, and uh, there were a few upsets. So yeah. Uh, so Devin and I both went. Uh, what was it? What did I say it was? It was thirteen and three, or twelve and three. Thir- thir- no, thirteen. Because you were <laughs> bless you. You had ninety-eight correct picks, and now you have one hundred and eleven. So, quick um, update: uh, Devin is sitting at one hundred and eleven and thirty-two. I am sitting at one hundred and nine and thirty-four. So, it's still anyone's game in the Popeyes chicken sandwich uh, wager. Uh, let's start with Friday. We had Oregon pl- being played very close by a now one in five California team. Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau is yeah. a monster, though. Yeah, he destroyed Cal's left tackle all game. Shocker. I, I felt bad that they left him one on one covered or one on one. I couldn't figure out why he didn't play the first half, and then I realized it was still a suspension from that stupid uh, Stanford game. Yeah. Target. Oh, Jesus. He, he came in and he made his presence felt in half the game. I didn't imagine, like the only thing I. I oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, imagine if he played a full game. I don't want to. Uh, they won 24 to 17. Uh, the only thing that I really didn't like about this game, Devin, was Oregon's uniforms. I didn't really feel them. They weren't that good. Uh, Cal now at one in five. Um, very disappointing season so far up in Berkeley. Uh, moving on, another California team. We had number 24, San Diego State, survive San Jose State, 19 to 13. Man. I mean, San Diego State's offense can't do anything, but at least they have one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, it was, the game was tied at six going into overtime. So it was what you call a very yeah. Did, did you enjoy staying up and watching that one? Not at all. No? But, no? but brand guy, Derek Deese, he had a big game. Um, had like six catches, 113 yards. <laughs> he was literally their, their only weapon offensively. I mean, you know my team. opinion. You know my opinion about talking prospects with you. Tweeted it out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, he was uh, – <laughs> He played really well. Cameron Thomas for San Diego State also played really well. Uh, had a couple tackles for losses a sack. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was slugfest back and forth. Yeah. So uh, number one, Georgia appears to be the only team remotely interested in playing in the college football playoff. They beat Kentucky thir- uh, thirty to thirteen. So Kentucky covered. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Kentucky covers. I- <laughs> I can't even listen. Honestly, the game was even on Will Levis. He played pretty well considering the circumstances. There were just too many drops by us. Okay, ESPN's headline for this game is Bennett Bowers and defense lead number one Georgia past Kentucky. And the information underneath it is the final seconds were meaningless. That's all it says. Yeah, Georgia controlled the game pretty much. they, they They pretty much just took control of it. It was Brock Bowers and Stetson Bennett just pretty much beating Kentucky. But then Kentucky went on like an 11-minute drive to close the game. The cover. <laughs> um, Devin? 
we had a major brand explosion on Saturday. And that is because David Bell went off against number two Iowa. By the way, Iowa's offense, still dreadful. Purdue's offense, entirely centered around David Bell, 11 for 240 and a touchdown. He took advantage of Riley Moss not being there. I think Matt Hankins might have also got banged up, but man, he just ate that defense up 24 to 7, upset. Down goes number two, Iowa, to Purdue. So they couldn't do it against uh, Notre Dame, but Iowa, they made it look easy. Yeah, I mean, they, George Carl this also had a big game. Uh, but yeah, Iowa's offense isn't good. We knew that. I mean, with a healthy Sean Clifford, Penn State would have probably handled Iowa. We wouldn't even be talking about them as a number two team. But here we were Saturday talking about them getting beat by Purdue. So for I think uh, Jeff Rom is like now three and one or four and one against Iowa in his career, which is crazy to think about. But also indicative that Iowa's offense is still in the 1990s. So. Um, Thor Nystrom tweeted out that if you lose to a three and two struggling Purdue team, you are automatically disqualified from the college football playoffs. Down goes Iowa. Yeah, I mean, they're disqualified anyway. They're not going to be one of Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. I mean, maybe even, maybe you can throw Michigan in there. The Big Ten championship. Jesus, the rest of their schedule is so easy. I'm taking a look at it right now. They have at Wisconsin, at uh, Northwestern, home against Minnesota and Illinois, and then at Nebraska. They might lose to Wisconsin, though. Devin, I want you to be able to see the look I'm giving you right now. Look, I take Wisconsin's offense over Iowa's offense. That's not saying much. That's that's like asking whether or not you you want to be stabbed in the front or in the back. It's the same thing. One is a little bit better. Not sure. De- Devin would you rather get hit by a semi or an air tr- or an air uh, <laughs> or an airplane. That's about what you're asking me right there. Moving on. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. Cincinnati is now the number two team in the nation after beating UCF 56 to 21. I don't know what world we're living in, but stop the ride. I want to get off. Um, Desmond Ritter. I could just stop right there and let you take over, but I'm not going to. They're overrating Cincinnati's prospects now. I mean, that's what happens with a good group. Like outside of Sauce Gardner. They're overrating everyone else. Because we're I'm seeing Desmond Ritter top ten talk. I'm seeing my Jay Sanders round one talk. I mean, I don't think it's far fetched that Sanders could be round one, depending on his testing. I mean, it it, it could sneak in the back end of round one, but I mean, if you take his film at face value, he's a, a second or third round, probably a third round pick. But I mean, so should Ritter be a third rounder, but we know that's not going to happen. Santa NFL loves him apparently, but yeah, I mean, it's going to happen with every group of five like, team. That's good. I mean, 
That's what happened with Coastal last year. People were I, like, I have a I have a genuine question for you, Doug. So for those that like love Desmond Ritter, but are also like us, then don't like Mac Jones. What does Desmond Ritter do that Mac Jones does? They are the same player. One has a bigger arm. That, I don't think so. I think so. <sighs> if anything, Ritter, I think. See, the thing with Ritter is he just can't control it. He just can't control his arm. He's got, yeah, he can't hit an open target. Like, that's the thing. Like, Mac Jones doesn't push the ball down the field, but he at least knows his limitations. And ch- I'm giving Mac Jones compliments right now. Do you know how weird this is for me, Devin? Like, we are in uncharted territory. But. At the same time, like, you know, I, I think they are similar enough in arm strength. I don't think either of them is insanely accurate. I know that Desmond Ritter isn't. See, they're both, I, I they're both mobile to a point. See, I, I think I disagree. I think Ritter has a significantly better arm than Matt Jones, which is why people – like him because he, he can push the ball down the field. He can push it to the opposite hash <clears throat> outside of the numbers. He just can't do it accurately. So people are going to like say, oh, that can be fixed. I don't know if it can be fixed, but I think he probably has a little bit <clears throat> more juice in terms of zipping the ball. And he's not floating passes out or down the field like Mac Jones is. He, he can zip it downfield. He just can't do it accurately. I don't know. To me, they just seem like way too similar prospects. I disagree, but touche. Well, I mean, I I still think that like Mac Jones was a third rounder, and I think that Desmond Ritter is like a mid to late third. Yeah, I mean, great wise in a weaker in a weaker QB class. I still think he's actually lower compared to the rest of the class than Mac Jones was compared to his class. That's just because Ritter has so many holes. You just you There's don't know so where much. Getting, you don't know where you're getting with him. But and he's been a starter now for three years. Yeah. Moving on. Oklahoma beat down TCU fifty-two to thirty-one. Uh, Caleb Williams. That that job's his. That job is his. I mean, we knew it was his the moment he led the comeback to Texas, but Lincoln Riley, Riley didn't want anyone else to know. Apparently. Kennedy Brooks, the clear number one running back in that in that offense. Eric Gray might as well have not transferred there. Sometimes transfers work out, sometimes they don't. But also, there's still some time left in the season. Trey Sermon did the same thing with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He came on. No, you're absolutely right. So I wouldn't count him out just yet. But I, mean, I, I will say – right on Oklahoma's defense, obviously Nick Benito has played fantastically. Perrin Winfrey has played amazing. I think that Isaiah Thomas, I'm still waiting for a little bit more from him. But their linebacker, Brian Asamoa, is is phenomenal. I think that he's going to creep into the top 100 discussion as well. Um, speed, strength, coverage ability, he's got it all. He's way better than Deshaun White. Uh, his running mate there. Oklahoma's defense is actually pretty good. TCU's defense is worse than I've ever seen it before. Oh, Sean Mathis, though, finally got an, a, sack tal- a sack against a team that wasn't Duquesne. Got two sacks in this game. Nice. 
I mean, it took him a while to get rolling last year, so we can only hope. Um, he's just insanely inconsistent. Yeah. Alabama beat down Mississippi State 49 to 9. Um, yeah. Expected that one. Uh, Will Anderson, four sacks. I didn't see, I actually did not watch this game, Devin. I haven't gotten to it yet. How many of those came against my guy, Charles Cross? I have no clue. Uh, well, somehow I, you I are. did not watch that. <laughs> but uh, Jamison Williams had a really good game too. So, so did John Mechie. Uh, both Alabama kids are, are are doing really well. I think Mechie though is kind of the number two in that in that system. Wouldn't be shocked if he pulled a Devonte Smith and went back to school. Maybe we'll see. I mean, he's probably a second rounder right now. Maybe third. I mean, he's good. He'd be smart. He'd be smart. Yeah. Michigan State survives Indiana 20 to 15. Um, I think you were considering picking Indiana in this game. You feel a little dumb about not, not going, going all in there. I'm, I'm glad I did not go that way, even though they played them close. I mean, they had a chance. They just, mm-hmm. they just can't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, not, not quite the same oomph that Michigan State had the week prior. Um, against Rutgers, Devin. I told you, learn from my mistakes. You need to learn from my mistakes. I make these mistakes so that you don't have to. And you pick Texas, and you pick te- Texas with confidence. Through through a quarter and a half, it looked really good. I will say that. But Oklahoma State first second half team clearly. I I. <laughs> Actually, they're genuinely not. They 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 went like two weeks in a row without scoring in the second half. Texas just can't play defense in the second half. I don't know. Uh, this, by this, the way, the Longhorns had seven yards in the fourth quarter. That's just beautiful. With the game on the line, can't move the ball. Um, <laughs> Jalen Warren, the former Utah State running back that's now at Oklahoma State. He had 33 carries for 193 yards. That would have been nice if he stayed at Utah State. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, he's had some insane games where he puts up like 200 yards, but it it's all volume with him. Like, there's no long runs. It's because they give him like 40 carries. Yeah, they, they are going to run him to the ground. Oh, yeah, it's getting to the point where, like, there's not an NFL feed. Because he's only averaging, like, four yards a carry. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Brees Hall. <laughs> we need to do kind of, you know what, maybe on more one of the more boring weeks, we'll do a, 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 a prospect roundup instead of reviewing some of these. Um, Ole Miss, they beat Tennessee. Uh, Lane Kiffin was hit by a golf ball. I mean, Tennessee fans just mad disrespectful, man. They're just uh, they're upset because they didn't get like a fourth and think like eighteen or it's not Lane's. Yeah, it's not Lane's fault. You suck. Yeah, but I don't know, man. They they were upset and then they ejected the whole student section from the game. It was it was wild. It was just wild. But great, Joe great job, Tennessee. Game. And he, instead of throwing a Hail Mary, he ran the ball instead. 
on the last play of the game. So it was ugly. But Ole Miss won an ugly game. So and then he trolled Tennessee on Twitter. So we love that. Uh, Devin, you were right with this one. Auburn won 38 to 23 over Arkansas. Arkansas, they uh, they just ran out of gas, man. Mm-hmm. They did. That's 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 a shame. Because you know what, I, I I clowned you for making for for putting confidence in Auburn, and, then, and you clowned me for for picking Oklahoma State. So it evens out. We were both. I mean, right. that, that's why we died this week. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> Um. Yeah, Arkansas. I mean, trail on Burks though. He's still just so damn good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's insane. I mean, definitely one of the first two or three receivers taken. I I don't think that's uh, even a debate at this point. Nope. Utah. We both called it two score upset over Arizona State. It just felt like a Pac-12 game waiting to happen. You know what, Devin? We should. We were both right. We anticipated it because linebacker one, Devin Lloyd, he was able to control the offense at 113 pound. Uh, Jaden Daniels was throwing at him. Yeah, he's actually played well this year, but he's definitely coming back next year. There, I just don't see a, a path for him to declare. So yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know, man. With all the rumors, Arizona State is apparently a, a potential landing spot for Spencer Rattler. Well, then maybe maybe he decides to transfer on his own. <laughs> I He's love it. I love the transfer portal. We're back roulette today. Yep. Um, you and I both called this next one Baylor beating BYU 38-24 to a huge game from brand guy Jalen Petrie yep he had a he had a really good game um, I just knew BYU they use him all over the field man they 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 sent him as an edge rusher half the time he's like their he's like their Jamal Adams yeah Plays kind of a similar role to Jacoby Stevens too as well. Uh, back in 2019, when Dave Aranda was LSU's DC, but yeah, he, he's really good. Uh, he had a solid game, but BYU man, they uh, they definitely have taken quite a bit of a nosedive last few weeks. But I mean, they played two. Can I really... talk about the, the the star from this game? Linebacker Dylan Doyle for Baylor. He, w- he had five tackles, he had a sack, and then he had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. I mean, you love to see it, don't you? Impressive. I mean, how, how often does a linebacker get two offensive touchdowns? It's very unlikely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Baylor, they're now... I mean, that's their second upset win. I don't know why they weren't ranked coming into the week, but they are now. They're ranked on top 20. Dave Aranda, I don't know. There, There's a job opening down in the bayou. I don't want it to happen, Devin. I really don't. I really don't because I want to keep fun coaches in the Big 12. Please, please, for the love of God, don't steal Dave Aranda from me. Y'all can have... 
y'all can take like Chris Kleiman or um, uh, the dude at Texas Tech. Let let me have Dave Aranda. Um, but now Baylor has been phenomenal this year. Another great performance by uh, Abram Smith, the senior running back, who was not at all featured in their in their plans until this season. He had um, what was it, twenty seven carries for a buck eighty eight and three touchdowns. Ran physical, uh, and then they had another great performance by wide receiver Tyquan Thornton. With the way that the Pac, sorry, that the uh, that Pac twelve, that the Big Twelve has played out, I'm wondering whether or not we get to a point where Baylor could potentially win the Big Twelve. Oklahoma hasn't looked that good. Oklahoma State, they've beat, uh, sorry, they've lost to them, but looks rather beatable. It's not inconceivable that Baylor's out of the running just yet. Yeah, um, you know, Baylor has a chance in the Big Twelve. I know they kind of had their up and ups and downs this year, but I mean losing to pretty good Oklahoma State team. It looks like it's gonna come down to Bedlam this year to uh to decide who's gonna win the conference. So we'll see what happens. Um but Baylor still has a chance for sure. LSU pulls the upset over Florida forty nine to forty two. I mean we both did not see this one coming. Yeah, I mean, they played like they haven't played before this year. And uh, it, it definitely was fun to make fun of the Florida guys in the chat. It was, it was fun. I forgot to mute the chat before the game kicked off, Devin. Which meant that, like, I while I was driving... I had like 37 notifications because there was a seven yard gain on a draw play. Listen, I. It's the greatest seven yard draw play in the history of seven yard draw plays. And I, I only engaged when LSU was doing good things. I did not. I, engage with... I muted the group chat immediately uh, for the next eight hours. So I didn't hear anything again until like 8 30. And it was nice. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yikes. I mean, Florida, you just can't lose that game. I'm sorry. You just can't. <laughs> um, and then the big news to come out of this is that uh, at the end of the year, nothing matters because Ed Orgeron's gone. Yeah, I, we knew he was gone after the Kentucky loss, though, and, and the AD confirmed that. I knew he, he was going to be done. It was just a matter of when. That, I don't Devin, know he has, not a, he has not a single regret from his time in LSU. Not one. I mean, he should and we won't get into what some of those regrets are, but even if you just wanted to look at on-the-field product, he should. How about hiring Bo Pelini <laughs> as a uh, D.C. Scott Linehan as an O.C.? I mean, hiring dudes that were good like five, ten years ago, not good now. Just didn't make sense for that team, and it showed. But I was not expecting Ed Ogeron to be gone by the end of this year at the start of the year, but I guess bring on a new coach. Yep. Maybe maybe it's going to be someone other than Dave Aranda because please, for the, I, like I said, honestly, I'm, I'm going to beat this dead horse. Do not touch Dave Aranda. I don't think he's going to become the coach. I think he's probably one of the candidates and they'll probably do their due diligence on him, but I think they want to go in a different direction. They want to have a more 
offensive-minded approach, someone that's a really good recruiter. I mean, Aranda is, but I think there's some other names out there that they probably want to get more. So we'll see. Texas A&M beats Missouri 35-14. to 14. Um, Missouri can't stop the run at all. Yeah. Because all of their running backs played well. And uh, Missouri, after a really nice start, uh, Connor Baslick had a good start. It is, it is, the wheels have come off for him, man. Yeah, Mizzou, just, they're just not a good team, man. I mean, they got those two corners, uh, I think, Caleb, uh, Caleb Evans and Allie Green. Yeah, and they haven't made much of an impact, unfortunately. So. Tends to be shocked, Devin. Uh, and then our last game before we get on out of here, Brand Guy Supreme, Devin Leary, great game for NC State, 16 to 24 for 251 and three touchdowns against Boston College as they went 33 to 7. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of expected. BC played Clemson really close. Couldn't really pull out the victory and, and just playing North Carolina State after. I mean, it's it's a tough ask. Yeah, uh, I mean, Boston College, they're, they're going to be good, but they're just not – they're in that kind of mid-tier of the ACC. And this year it looks like NC State might be able to, to, to pull off a bit of a run. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely content. I mean, they had a – their interesting games are going to be against North Carolina and NC State or, or North Carolina and Wake Forest down the stretch because they, they play Miami, Louisville, uh, which is going to be an interesting game, Florida State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and then North Carolina finish. So, I mean, they have a realistic shot to make it to the ACC championship. They just have to win out. I think that they do have a chance at doing so, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about it, but. I don't know, man. College football is making no damn sense this year. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could they could lose next week to Miami for all we know. Um, and then I just want to talk about a few games outside of the uh, the top twenty five. Um, Iowa State won against Kansas State, which means Kansas State's now lost three in a row, and the wheels have fallen off a little bit. But Brees Hall had like a seventy five yard run. And then, like, if you factored out that that carry, he averaged three yards per attempt. Where, like, have you watched a lot of of Iowa State and Brees Hall, or is it just me? Okay, because because it seems like the creativity is just not there, the field vision is not there, and the, since the offensive line has taken a bit of a step back this year, he's taken a step back. So we were talking about this guy coming into the year as like potential RB one, maybe a first rounder. And now you can miss me with both of those. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to go back and look, um, check him out. And, see what's and then, and, 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 and can we stop the QB one Malik Willis talk? He threw three picks against Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, that was bad. Just all around bad. I mean, losing to UL Monroe and then throwing three picks as well. Unfortunately, it's it's not going to stop people from making QB one. So 
Oh, I, I can't. I can't get on board with that, Devin. I can't. I, I, I truly cannot. Well, the thing There's is, been nothing are... he's shown me that warrants QB one talk. He had a good people's... game against Syracuse. People are going to look at, I mean, I would, I would even say that's a subjective line. I don't even know if he had a great game against Syracuse, stat-wise maybe, but. I said he, he had a good game. That's debatable. I think he had an, an okay game against Syracuse. He, he definitely walked himself into a few sacks. I think people were trying not to miss on him like they did Lamar Jackson. So that's why a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, he's QB1. Because of how good Lamar Jackson looks, he looks like the best player in the NFL. And people don't want to. They compared him to, to Lamar, and it's yeah. it's 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 not there. It's not there. Yeah. It's, don't, it's don't not. It. They're not the same player. But it, this is what happens with these electric quarterbacks. You can just compare them to one another. Like I'm sure Lamar, even though he was nowhere the size of Cam Newton, was getting Cam Newton. You know types of projections. So Jackson was Lamar was getting a lot of um of uh of Mike Vitt comps. Yeah. So it's like they're always gonna be that this is, you know this play style of a certain like quarterback. So he's just like him. Yeah. It, and it just happens. And that's how they get either overranked or underranked. So there's really no in between. Anything else you want to talk about before we get on out of here? Nah, I think, think I'm good. I mean, college slate, you know, had its moments. I think in general it was just like a yeah, weekend. I mean, you know, I'm, I wasn't going to watch Alabama Mississippi State. There were people freaking out about it, but it's like it's Mississippi State, you know? Like I understand – I would understand if it was like it's LSU against Auburn, you know, against a big team. But – I don't know. I feel like we're at the point of the season where there are not as many good games, so we just hype up every single play that a big prospect does. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau is a different story. Like, he's just a freaking nature. But, like, come on, man. Like, there, there are just some some games It's like, um, okay, that's, that's cool. Like, you know, early on, Malik Willis made – he made, like, a 10-yard run. He scrambled like 30 yards and people were like freaking out about it. It's like, what are we doing here? So that's my only, that's my only great man. I, I don't want to, we're at that point now where everyone's declaring who their QB one is, who their RB one, wide receiver one, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's still too early for that. So you won't see me start ranking them until January, February. So I, I just let it all unfold and watch people's QB one change every week. Hey, I have remained consistent. My QB1 has been the same since week two. I'm just saying. Where's my praise, Devin? Five straight weeks of the same guy. Devin's face is just a pure unamusement, so I think that's a great place to end the podcast. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout, and we will see you guys on Friday.